Welcome to the special presentation of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We're pleased to bring you the Blue Mass in honor of first responders and in the memory of those who lost their lives on September 11, 2001. The celebrant of this Mass is Bishop Robert J. Brennan, and it was recorded on September 11, 2020 at St. Timothy Church in Columbus. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome, everyone, to St. Timothy Church and to the 12th Annual Blue Mass. The Blue Mass is our annual opportunity to recognize you, the men and women who protect and serve as first responders in law enforcement, firefighting, and emergency medical services to those in great need. We gather today to thank you. We raise you up to God in prayer, regardless of your particular religious beliefs, and to ask Almighty God to watch over you, to care for you, to protect you, the way a father watches over and cares for and protects his children. At its core, the Blue Mass is a celebration of faith, a faith that is often tested by the darker side of human life. Fortunately, our faith firmly assures us that God saves us from the darkness of this world. As John's Gospel reminds us, greater love than this no one has than to lay down his life for his friends. Today we remember our fallen brothers and sisters, whose memories we honor today, who laid down their lives with the ultimate loving sacrifice. We pray for them and their families. We pray also for you, the living, that none of you will ever have to make that ultimate sacrifice in the service that you render. St. Timothy Church and St. Timothy Knights of Columbus are pleased to continue the tradition of the Blue Mass in the Diocese of Columbus. Let us all now join together to honor our police, firefighters, and emergency medical services, and all first responders, to ask for God's blessing, to keep them safe, and to guide them in their duties.
Fires of a hundred circling camps They had builded in an altar in the evening news to pass I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lights His day is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah His truth is marching on He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat He is sifting out the hearts of all before His judgment seat Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. peace be with you. Amen. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you have healed the sick. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgave sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you gave yourself to heal us. And bring us strength. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who have revealed that peacemakers are to be called your children, grant, we pray, that we may work without ceasing to establish that justice which alone ensures true and lasting peace. To our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, if I preach the gospel, this is no reason for me to boast, for an obligation has been imposed on me, and woe to me if I do not preach it. I do so willingly. If I do so willingly, I have a recompense, but if unwillingly, then I have been entrusted with the stewardship. What then is my recompense? that when I preach, I offer the gospel free of charge so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. Although I am free in regard to all, I have made myself a slave to all so as to win over as many as possible. I have become all things to all to save at least some. All this I do for the sake of the gospel so that I too may have a share in it.
Do you not know that the runners in the stadium all run in the race, but only one wins the prize? Run so as to win. Every athlete exercises discipline in every way. They do it to win a perishable crown, but we an imperishable one. Thus I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight as if I were shadow boxing. No, I drive my body and train it. For fear that, after having preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed are they, blessed are they, who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed are they, blessed are they, who dwell in your house, O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of my soul yearns and pines for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Blessed are they, blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Happy they who dwell in your house. Continuously they praise you. Happy the men whose strength you are. Their hearts are set upon the pilgrimage. Blessed are they, blessed are they, who dwell in your house of Lord. O Lord of hosts, hear our prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. O God, behold our shield, and look upon the face of your anointed. Blessed are they, blessed are they, who dwell in your house, O Lord. May the Lord be on your heart and on your lips. His holy gospel worthily and well, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your own eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I need to begin with a word of deep appreciation, first of all, to the Knights of Columbus and to the parish here at St. Timothy's for constantly, year after year, for hosting this event. I'd like to say thank you to Father David Polifico for welcoming us this year and for all of the preparations that the parish and the local Knights have given for this day. It is... Very, very important that we gather this night. This was something all summer long that I said many things have changed in the calendar. Many things um, we've had to either cancel or postpone. This could not have been something to be postponed or canceled. I'm so glad, so glad that we're doing this tonight. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And to all of you who have come representing our different law enforcement and first responding agencies, um, to our civic officials, I see our um, local district attorney for Franklin County, to any other civic officials who are here, um, again, I thank you. It's important for us to be able to honor you, to show to you our deep, deep appreciation and respect. So, like I said, this is so very important. And this is a day in which our nation remembers a terrible, terrible attack upon us. Um, I told you last year I had been in New York. That's where I grew up and began my work as a priest. And remember that day very, very vividly. And I remember the days after. I remember the images of... Everybody running for safety appropriately. Everybody running out while the police and the firefighters and first responders were running in. I remember how the office where I was is on Sunrise Highway, one of the, the uh, one of the routes into the city, although not the easiest route, and it had been shut down to traffic. Except heading west, you would see the occasional fire truck or a police car, or a line of police cars heading in. 
I remember it, and I thought of it this morning as the television was recalling that day, that cry, never forget. We can never forget. We can never forget all that you do all the time. And the day like today is a grim, grim reminder of that, never forget. And yet, how frail is the human condition? How easy it is to forget, or at least to let it just become blended in with all the other memories of our life. So it's important today that we tell you how much we appreciate you. You know, a couple of years ago, the diocese where I was, we were having a Eucharistic Congress in preparation for the 50th anniversary and um, Cardinal Oscar Rodriguez from um, Honduras had come up, and he was the principal um, celebrant of the Mass and the speaker for this Eucharistic Congress. And he slipped in and out of all these different languages, which was amazing. And, um, and he did it with great enthusiasm, and he was quite funny and took a little bit of license. But he spoke about, he told us a story about St. Paul visiting his cardiologist. So you already know he's kind of extending things a little bit. <laughs> so it seems that St. Paul went to see his cardiologist and he was getting his checkup and the cardiologist was a little bit concerned. He said he would listen in and the heart would not beat with the usual rhythm, ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. But as he listened, he heard this strange thing as his heart was beating, St. Paul's heart said, Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. That was the sound of his heartbeat. And you know what? That indeed is exactly the life of the preaching of St. Paul. St. Paul lived those words. We heard them proclaimed in the first reading today. Brothers and sisters, if I preach the gospel, there's no reason for me to boast. For an obligation has been imposed upon me, and woe to me if I don't preach it. In in other words, what St. Paul was saying is, I'm not doing anything extraordinary or spectacular when I preach the gospel. He said, it's like the beating of my heart. It just has to happen. I don't choose to have my heart go boom, 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 right? But boy, woe to me if I don't. And that's what he was saying. For him, the call to preach the gospel, the call to live the gospel was so ingrained that it was like his heartbeat. He said, I don't get any credit for doing that. You know, I don't wear a star on my chest that says, yes, my heart is beating. But boy, it's ingrained. And that's true for all of us. Woe to all of us as we proclaim the gospel, as we live the gospel. What we call that as Catholic Christians, we call that holiness. It's the integration of the gospel of God's word into the regular living of our lives. All of us are called somehow or another to preach the gospel by the way we live our lives. It has to become so much a part of who we are 
and how we live, that it's like the heartbeat inside, that it just becomes natural. Holiness, the living out of the gospel, the proclamation of the gospel, is not running away from our normal lives. It's not retreating to another kind of a life. We imagine holiness as being something out there. Okay? Something out there. But actually, it's here. It's the authentic living of the way that God has called us to live our lives. And so for you, in law enforcement as first responders, holiness consists in the way that you live out the integrity of your calling, in the way that you live it out. It also reflects the way you live your lives in your families. Perhaps as husbands or wives or as mothers or fathers. That's holiness. Being true to who we are and living it out with generosity, with courage, with authenticity, with integrity. And so... Today, we think about the way you live out your vocation. And boy, are we glad that you do. Boy, are we glad that you do. I feel always, I know how, and and I speak not for myself, but for so many, who feel a sense of confidence, knowing that you're around and doing what you're doing. We want to be able to tell you that. Again, that's why today is so important. In the end, we make a choice. How am I going to live my life? Is my life about me alone? Or is it about God and others? The vocation to which you have been called, that, to which you have answered, is one about living your life for God and for others. While that's true for all of us, that's very clear in your case. Your daily sacrifices, I'm not just talking about the big ones that some commemorate on a day like today, but your daily sacrifices are so important to the well-being of our community. Your integrity And your goodness and your generosity is something that reflects from you into the goodness of our community. And your courage. You don't know what you face when you walk into a situation. Your courage keeps us all a lot safer. Friends, I know, I know these have not been easy days for you, and I'm sorry about that. I am terribly sorry. Of course, we all know, I, I, I wrote this myself, we all look within our ranks 
I say humbly here in the church, we've had to do that and always have to do that. You must do the same. So must every level of community, of government, the media, of business. We're always in need of trying to do things better, of seeking reform, of rooting out what's not good. But never does reform mean putting your lives at danger, nor the community that you serve so generously. Some things that are sometimes said in the name of reform may actually end up hurting the very people who need you the most. And so, with that in mind, that's part of who we are as a character. That's part of like what St. Paul talks about, that heartbeat, that, that woe to me. We're always on the lookout to make sure that we're doing things rightly, justly, with integrity. We know that we can always grow. But the fact of the matter is, you've made that choice, living for God and for others. And that has practical implications for our world. And so here in the Diocese of Columbus, as in so many dioceses around the country and even throughout the world, the tradition of the Blue Mass emerged. Why? Because we want to pray with you and for you. First, in appreciation for what you do. Secondly, in asking God to protect you, to help you, and always to inspire you. We pray for the communities which you serve. We pray that our communities may be places where justice and peace shall reign. And we pray that we may all, as a community, seek to build up, to build up rather than to tear down. St. Paul goes on, he talks about conditioning. Now he's talking about running a race. But I think you can get the gist with some of the work you've done in your formation and preparation. He says, I do not run aimlessly, nor do I fight as if I were shadow boxing. No, I drive my body and I train it for fear that having preached to others, I should not be disqualified. I should be disqualified. He says before that, run so as to win. Run so as to win. The crown he talks about is not a perishable crown, but an imperishable crown. The crown of God's glory. The crown of God's mark on creation. So with that word of appreciation... I encourage us all, run. Run so as to win. 
not that imperishable crown, but the one that lasts forever, the one that comes from God. In a spirit of confidence, faith, hope, and love, let us turn to the Lord in our need. For our brothers and sisters in need, especially those affected by the COVID-19 virus, that we may recognize their need and generously serve them, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all first responders who are called to a special service for God's people in their hour of need, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the first responders' families, may their commitment and support never waver. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among our nations, that God may rid the world of violence and let us serve him in freedom. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our brothers and sisters in the armed services, that God may watch over and protect them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died especially all first responders who have died during the past year, that those who mourn them will be comforted in their grief. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the intentions that we hold in the stillness of our hearts. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Hear us, God of love and mercy, and guide us in your ways that we may build a society of justice, love, and peace after the reign of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.
chosen one to whom I show my ways. My love is with you all your days. Be still, be still, and know that I am God. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the saving sacrifice of your Son, King of Peace, offered under the sacramental signs that signify unity and peace, strengthen, we pray, O Lord, concord among all your children, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for in goodness you created man, and when he was justly condemned, in mercy you redeemed him through Christ our Lord. Through him the angels praise your majesty. Dominions adore and powers tremble before you. Heaven and the virtues of heaven and the blessed seraphim worship together with with exaltation. May our voices join with theirs in humble praise as we acclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. And once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, Robert, here present, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins but on the faith of your church and graciously grant your peace and unity in accordance with your will who we'll live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter in my room, but always say the word of my soul. Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. 
those unable to uh, receive, we offer an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Bestow on us, we pray, O Lord, the spirit of charity, so that sustained by the bond of love and by the body and blood of your only begotten Son, we may be effective in nurturing among all the peace he has left us, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I'd ask you kindly, please, to be seated. I guess I'm, I'm, I realize I'm next. I'm sorry. <laughs> the rec- well, you're actually going to be part of this. Okay, the recognition of altar service. Okay, good. Uh, today we are pleased to recognize our student altar servers uh, with the Sarah Altar Server Award. And we recognize them not only for their years of service as altar servers, but also as being very fine leaders in the school. And we have four to name, and I'm going to recite their names, but I recognize we may only have one of them here today. Uh, But the four are Riley Adkins, Logan Knepp, uh, Tommy Kaler, and Angelina Powell. 
Logan, I'd ask you please to come forward. All right, we will now hear from Father Leo Connolly, who serves as very one of your own as the chaplain of the Franklin County Sheriff's Office and Columbus Division of Police. In his spare time, he is the pastor of St. Cecilia Parish. <laughs> Please welcome Father Connolly. I've been asked to express the regrets of um, Sheriff Baldwin, who is unable to be with us this evening as he is out of town, and then Acting Sheriff uh, Chief Jim Gilbert, who went to the funeral today of the officer in Cleveland um, and was also unable to be here. I think the rest of the command staff at the Sheriff's Office heard that I was speaking, and that's why they're not here. <laughs> Bishop being from New York, and also my uh, brother chaplain, um, Will Hartfelder, being from New York, you'll appreciate this. There's a holdup in the Bronx. Brooklyn's broken out in fights. There's a traffic jam in Harlem that's backed up to Jackson Heights. There's a scout troop shorter child. Cruise chefs do it idle wild. Car 54, where are you? <laughs> that was the theme song of obviously a, a comedy show that was on television many, many years ago. There are, there are a few of us here, though, that remember it firsthand. And now if you want to watch it, you can get on one of those cable TV channels. I think every so often they have reruns uh, of those. It was about the exploits of two NYPD officers, um, uh, Gunther Tootie, I mean, yeah, and Francis Muldoon. But even though it was a comedy, even in that theme song, when you listen to the various things to which they were responding, they all had the potential of being very serious situations. Over the years of this um, blue mass, many a speaker from various agencies, um, first responders, from both uh, law enforcement and from um, uh, fire services and medical services and the like, have spoken about how over the many years since 9-11, 19 years ago, many advances have taken place, many changes have taken place for first responders. And that continues to unfold before us. And so 
I have this um, pallet above um, the door of my office, Y-C-M-I-U. Stands for, you can't make it up. <laughs> there is indeed a comical side to that, but also a very serious side to that as well. As we look at what first responders do in the present and what has developed over the years, these women and men are the first line that are put in a positions that you couldn't possibly make up. And these situations um, indeed involve many disciplines. We have asked our first responders to indeed enforce the law, to come to the aid of those in medical um, distress, indeed to protect property and life, to also deal with situations with those who may be in mental distress, to deal with trauma, to deal with so many things that can't be and couldn't ever be anticipated. You notice that some um, in uh, first responders have uh, pins that they wear, CIT, where they've gone to special training to deal with being able to diffuse a situation with a person in mental distress. Law enforcement agencies and other agencies now have therapy dogs, indeed, who can reach out to um, the public in need. Just uh, a couple of months ago, I was on the scene where such therapy dogs um, came to the scene of a DOA situation where a young infant um, had died. The therapy dogs were used to deal with two uh, young siblings of hers and the like. We have uh, mental health workers who ride in cruisers now. We indeed have all sorts, uh, first responders have all sorts of um, equipment to provide for just about every need that comes up. And at any moment, at any second, you can, can turn from being in the middle of a comical celebration or a comical moment to the most serious of situations that you could have never anticipated. It's no secret that we are living in difficult times. Obviously, we deal with the COVID situation, as is very evident by the nature of this gathering today, in which this church would normally be filled to the gills. And our first responders are the ones who are indeed on the front lines. They never know where um, or when they may be exposed to such a reality. We can never not forget the new heroes that have been added to the list, those who work in emergency rooms and in the medical services, who provide care for so many. Indeed, it's not just a situation where people get into their patrol car or their medic or their engine 
and um, indeed just kind of ride around or um, engage in um, kind of public relations situations or whatever, you have to be on guard all of the time. And so it is indeed appropriate that, we, that first responders be asked the question, where are you? Because every time we respond to that question, it provides us the opportunity to once again ask ourselves, we've come so far, but is there somewhere else we can go so that we can even better serve the people that we have been called to serve? As Bishop Brennan mentioned in his homily, all of us are called to engage in introspection. We live in turbulent times. And here in Columbus, we have been confronted with the tremendous amount of violence that happens about which we read or hear every day, which we have a homicide rate of 100 or so in the city of Columbus, in which so many people are causing harm to others, and more often than not, needlessly. And yet, certain institutions or certain groups have been called out that need renewal or reform. But the reality is that there are many systems that need renewal and reform. And to ask that very question that uh, first responders have been asked, where are we and where can we go? But that's not just a question also for first responders. It's a question that all of us have to ask. Indeed, we are saddened and lament the many events that are happening. But at the same time, we need to ask ourselves where we can go. I had no idea what Bishop Brennan was um, going to say in his remarks. Correct, Bishop? That's true. Okay. <laughs> I'll pay you later. <laughs> but um, uh, indeed, we uh, have had that answer given to us. As followers of the gospel, we, no matter what our vocation, our state in life, have been called to serve others. We cannot forego the call to live the gospel, not only in word, but in action. We need to enable those who are on the front lines to indeed help them to be able to do and to meet the enormity of the expectations that have been given to them. But we can't rely simply on them to make changes. All of us, each in our own way, need to ask, where can we go? What can we do? Whether we be a parent, a teacher, um, a grandparent, um, whatever, and whatever position we have, pastors, whatever, and see and ask ourselves, where are you? Where are you, mom and dad? Where are you, teacher? 
Where are you, citizen? Where are you, mayor or governor or um, member of the assembly or member of the Senate, the House of Representatives, the executive branch, the judicial branch? Where are you, person in the pew? Because the need is great, and the need is something that all of us need to address. Thank God for those who are in this position each and every day. Thank you for your service and for your example. And we ask, too, that you add another item to your list, and that is to help us be the people that can help you and be the people you have called us to be. May God bless you each and every day of your lives. We now ask that you please stand for a reading of the names of the first responders who have died in the line of duty in the past year. Each year we lose between 140 and 160 officers to line of duty deaths. We know that each officer's death causes a rippling effect of trauma and grief through families, through agencies, and through our communities. We also know that there are critical incidents every day in America where our firefighters and police officers witness tragedy or engage suspects in battles for their lives. Today we honor these brave souls for paying the ultimate sacrifice, and we remember them forever. The following Ohio heroes who lost their lives within the last year will now be recognized and never forgotten. Detective Jorge Rene Del Rio, Dayton Police Department, end of watch, Thursday, November 7, 2019. Police Officer Kaya LaFay Grant, Springdale Police Department. End of watch, Saturday, March 21, 2020. Police Officer Anthony Dia. Toledo Police Department. End of watch, Saturday, July 4th, 2020. Detective James M. Skrinivitz, Cleveland Division of Police. End of watch, Thursday, September 3, 2020. Please be seated as we hear Amazing Grace.
sound that saved a wretch like me. would like to thank everyone for attending uh, today's Blue Mass, the 12th annual Blue Mass. We hope that you will return next year. We would also like to give thanks to Mark Gideon, our esteemed leader, and Father David Polifico for uh, arranging and orchestrating the Blue Mass. It's a tremendous event with participation from the Knights of Columbus and our local parish. All those who participated in the Mass from the altar and the honor guards are to move directly to the lower level parking lot after mass for group photographs. We regret that we're not having a reception, but due to the COVID restrictions, we're unable to do that this year. Thank you, everyone. And being just a short timer here at the parish, less than a couple months, it brings me great pleasure, under my watch at least, to welcome Bishop Brennan here uh, for the first time um, as I am pastor. So thank you for being here, Bishop. And again, as uh, my brother priest, Father Leo, say thank, thanks to all of you for um, doing what you do. That's all I need to say. Once again, thanks to all, and thanks for allowing me to honor Logan. You know, I mentioned the things that were canceled during the course of the year, and one of them was the diocesan altar server awards, so it's nice when I can go into the parish and honor our young people. But on the other hand, isn't it appropriate that as we honor service and dedication and integrity, that we look to the next generation, to others who live their lives, not for themselves alone, but for God and others. So congratulations, Logan. We're really, really proud of you. <laughs> Chief Quinlan and um, all of you who are here today, again, I want to thank you. 
I want to say a word of thanks to all who are watching by way of the live stream. As Father Leo said, this, I remember last year we were packed to the gills, as he said. We were really a great number of us. And we're doing things differently, and it shows. We feel it. We feel it. But somehow or another, there are, there are ties that are deeper. And things like the live streaming allow us to stay connected. But those ties go even deeper than that. So to all of you who are joining us by way of live stream, to all of you who are here, um, we thank you one and all. Like I said, it's very important that you know that there are a lot of people who love, appreciate, and respect you and all that you're doing. You know, I mentioned last year that I was a, um, I'm, I come, this is very personal. I come from a family of law enforcement. My father, my two brothers, and now I can tell you my nephew is about to begin um, training in the federal um, level. So um, it is personal, and I get to see a lot of what you bear day to day. God bless you, one and all. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with kindness and grant you his peace. Amen. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.